Okay, but still got a lot to get through today. We're going to finish off the halachas, I hope. Try. The halachas of Rosh Hashanah, I highly finish off the halachas of Rosh Hashanah in two days. But we're just mamish, bikitza, going through as much as we possibly can in the small amount of time that we have. We still have to move on to Asesame Tshuva, Yom Kippur, Sukkos, Dalet Minim, there's a lot to discuss, and there is only a small amount of time to discuss it in. So let us move on with the Gemara, famous Gemara in Hurry, base, where the Gemara talks about the Shaila. If Simone is a Mulsa or love Mulsa, meaning, do we say that when you do something, does that Chaim affect what is going to happen in the future, or does it not affect what happens in the future? And that's the Shaila in the Gemara in Hurry, the Maisa with Haskin Zechariah. That Simone Milsahi, which means that which we do on Rosh Hashanah, Azaria, is going to affect the coming year, the, the year that's about to enter, which is why it is extremely important for a person to make sure that how he acts, how he speaks, what he thinks about, what he says, everything should be very much watched and made sure that it is of the highest Madriga on Rosh Hashanah because after all, Simone Milsi, as we know. Now, what is it Negea to what we're saying? What is Negea to is what we call the Simonim, which here in Eretz Yisrael, they're very, very makbid. In some places in Chutzorah, they only eat one or two here and there. But here in Eretz Yisrael, they are makbid to have most of the Simonim that we talk about. There are a few extras as well that some people do that maybe we'll get into. But the basic idea is that we eat simonim, as we know, after hamoitzi. That's generally what we do. We have kiddush. We then dip the challah into the honey, which, by the way, is a shaila. Should I also dip it into salt before the honey? The kafachayim brings from the sifrei kabbalah that you should dip it first into salt and then into honey. And it's not a hefsuk because it's a tzorich achila. However, the chazanish and Ravazna and Shevet Alevi said that you should only do it in uh, only in the honey and you don't need the salt in that case. right? But there's a different minhagim in that case. However, we move on to the simonim that we eat after the challah and that is the apple. Sorry? No, it's not a hefsuk. It's no hefsuk whatsoever of dipping it in the salt and the honey but before you actually eat it. A different argument. Nothing to do with Hefzik. Nothing to do with Hefzik. Now, um, dipping the apple in the honey, as we know, obviously is a Mephurisha song. It's brought down in the Maril and the Ramah that we dip the apple in the honey, not only because we want the kids to sing the song, but also, for that reason, that we want the kids to sing the song and we want to make sure that we have a sweet new year. And that's the reason why we have an apple which is sweet and the honey which is also sweet. We do not make a brocha on the honey because we've all learned Simon Reish Yud base. That Ikeb tells us you only make a brocha on the Ikeb, not on the Toffel. So you only make a Ha'etz on the apple and you do not make a Shahakal on the honey because that is considered to be Toffel. What's that? The ikur is for the sweet, that's true, but you can't take away the ikur of the fruit that you are eating. And also the apple is also sweet. That's why you're having a sweet apple. That's also got a sweetness to it. The honey gives an extra kick, an extra chizik of sweetness, but the apple is definitely also something that is sweet. If you would have something that's not sweet, dip into honey, then I hear. Because then a mum is having it for the honey. That's the cone with the ice cream shiner, but that we're not going into. Now, the question is, we have on our table many of simonim that are shiva saminim, the heiliger peris of Eretz Yisrael. Which the, which the Torah is Mishabeach, which we know from Simon Reishad Aleph, that halacha is that Shiva Saminim always comes first, generally, right? If that's the case, we'll talk about that in a moment. <clears throat> if you have in front of you apple 
and a pomegranate or a date or whatever else you're going to have that's Zerbis Haminim. So the question is, how can you make a brocha ha'eitz on an apple if you have a shivas aminim. You should be making our eights on the shivas aminim before you make it on the apple. So Rabbi Shreem Zalman Orbach Zatzal, it's brought down in the Machsab of Furish in the beginning, the Akdoma. He brings down that Avada, really what you're meant to do, which is what some people do, and I've seen this before, and I've done this myself sometimes. Here in Yeshiva, it's a little bit more difficult, technical, but the Maisa that I, at home, I've done it sometimes, is you've left the Shiva Saminim in the kitchen, you left it on the side somewhere else, you have the Ha'ech first on the apple if you want to, because you want to have that first if you want, and then you move on. Or, for example, Rishwam Zalman wants to say, and he brings down the Maxima Furish, that since I want to have the apple first, then, then there's no Chiv, Kedima Sabrocha, is telling me I have to make it in Shiva Saminim. And therefore, because of that, I'm allowed to make the eight on the apple, because I want it first, because that's the, that's the order, that's what the kids want, whatever it is, to have a specific reason, then he tiny then there is no problem. However, you have to know that when you've got different brachas, we've learned this before, and we'll learn it again, before Teshavat, before Tu Bishvat, and that is when you have two foods that are same bracha, which one do you pick up first? And when you've got two foods that are different brachas, which one do you pick up first? The general idea, which is brought down the Mishnah in brachas, Paskin and Shulchan Aruch, and Reish Aleph, and that is when you have what we call Birchay Sehem Shavais. That means when the brachas are equal, then Shiva Saminim always wins. That means if I have an apple and a pomegranate, I've added the pomegranate, or the grape, or the date, or whatever it may be, because that is Shiva Saminim. If you haven't got a Shiva Saminim, Sholem, whole, wins. If the brachos are not equal, there one is Hadama, one is Ha'ez, for example, then which one wins? If you've got, for example, a grape of Shiva Saminim, which is Ha'ez, and you've got a banana, which is Hadama, which one wins? Obviously not. The one that wins is Chaviv, the one that you love most, always, and now. According to all Rishonim, this is we got the Rashba also. A Kaponim, you go with Chaviv, if Ein Birchah Seim Shavos. If you don't have a Chaviv, then you go with Shivas Haminim in that case. Now, Rabbi Yisai, it's very important that Mate Ephraim brings down, which the Heidegger Chavitz Chaim Paskin Zalach Alamaisa, that you're meant to say the Yerotzen, you're meant to say the Yerotzen with the Shem Hashem. Mr. Bura says, very important, remember this Rosh Hashanah by night. There are different menhagim, by the way. Some people have it both nights. The Gemara says to be rogil. The rogil once isn't really called rogil. That's why Dafka people have it on the second night, Rosh Hashanah, as well. Different menhagim, of course. I'm not getting involved in different menhagim. But our component, the Mishabura says, very important, that a person should be maharer b'tshuva when he's saying the Yerots and Faket. The post can bring down... <clears throat> The Yavitz says that the whole purpose of eating the Simonim is only as a Heichetimtza to get to the Tefillah, the Yerotzen that we say. As the Mishaburah says to me, Mahara B'tshuva, when we say that Yerotzen over there. Now, there are many people that don't like eating the Simonim. Oh, I don't, oh, I can't eat that. I don't know why. I don't know what the big deal is. But people don't like eating it. Now, and the Gemara, you don't necessarily find that you have to eat it. You have to see it is good enough. So if a person doesn't really want to eat it, there is a Mokrim that he can see it and that will be good enough to make a sh- to make the Yerotzen. Now, by the way, there are many simonim that are not nichlal besuda. That means you just washed, you made a hamotzi, you ate bread. Now you're going to be eating things that are not necessarily included in the meal, that you don't normally eat with the meal, what we call in the Russian of, of the Torah, malafas as a pas. It doesn't go together with bread. Now that will require a bracha rishonah even during a meal. So because many of the vegetables that we have, some of them are sfakus, we're not sure of, are they included or not, that's why many people have a minag to take something which is vadai, not included in the meal, make a hadoma 
on that, and would that be yaitza the simonim? People take a piece of banana, people take a piece of popcorn, a piece of a, a peanut, whatever it may be, and that's the case. He's made a hadoma for sure on that, and therefore he is now yaitza everything else, a piece of watermelon, or whatever it may be in that case. Now, lemaisa, we don't only eat the simonim that are recorded in Shulchan Aruch. We have anything that has a simon. For example, the Kitzah Shulchan Aruch says we have carrots because of merin, right? We have carrots, it means a lot, right? The Taz, by the way, is chaylik, and he says, Mechatesa, to add your own simonim, right? We don't add our own simonims with the Taz. We do what the Chazal tell us, not stump things that are, you know, mean things or, you know, sound like different things and all these things that people do. But the Maisa, it sounds like from the Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, which the Mishnah also goes like, is that Anything that has a remez can be a sim. And the Torah, for example, mentions the head of a sheep or the head of a ram. Dafka to have the roish, the head, and not the tail. And it's also, by the way, a zeicha of a kedas yitzchak. The Kitzah Shulchan says it doesn't have to be a head of a ram. It can also be the head of any animal. In fact, the Mate Ephraim, who was asking me for this? I don't remember. Someone's asking me for where is the Makar for eating the eyes over here. So the Heilige Mate Ephraim brings down, Mate Ephraim says that if you eat the eyes, that you want your eyes to be open to Torah. The Elephomogin brings down, I think that's from Shlomo Kluger, that he says Dafka because we eat the eyes because we always want our eyes to be open to Torah and open and never close in that way. The tour brings down eating a lung of an animal on Rosh Hashanah, and it's a scholar for re'ia, for sight, right? Of course, it's not mentioned in Shulchan Aruch, but the tour does bring it down, the tour vision. The tour brings down eating an esrug on Rosh Hashanah, no Makar in the Gemara for that, upon him, because the eight sadas, the Odom Avishan, ate from, according to some, was the esrug, and we want to come along and be massacring that, whatever it is. That is, there's going to be there. Rabbi, so we have to move on. Of course, there's a lot to discuss, but let's move on. Sleeping on Rosh Hashanah. We know, everyone knows this, that sleeping on Rosh Hashanah is a bad simon for the rest of the year, right? The Yushalmi says it mafurish, by the way. The Yushalmi says that if you sleep on Rosh Hashanah, you will be sleeping the entire year. Listen to his explanation. Zuk the Yushalmi, what's the pshat? Zuk the Yushalmi, because on Rosh Hashanah we ask for chayim, we ask for light. When you sleep, a person closes his eyes. He's comfortable. He's not dealing with anything. On the day that we desperately need life and we ask for life, is not a day that we should be sleeping and being comfortable and not dealing with anything. Of course, if a person needs the koya to be able to continue, of course, sleeping by night is avada okay. And especially the, the postcom that hold it, you don't have to wake up by nights. You can even continue sleeping in the day because you need yourself to have koya, but not later to then obviously the davening itself and sleeping in the afternoon is for sure something that people should not do because at the end of the day that is something that you know you don't need you want to put your head down on the shtender for a moment head down the table just to have a bit of kaya avada that's something you could do but stam to be kriveh to go sleep in the afternoon maybe the second afternoon I hear the arizal whatever there's a mokrim but I'll call him that's why a person should be careful Rabbi Isai that's why a person should be careful not to do that let's move on Rabbi Isai the next shayla we have to get to there's a many many shayla we have to get to the next one is is making a Shekhyanu on the second night. Do we make a Shekhyanu or not? Is it one long day? Are there two separate days? Do we make two Shekhyanus, one on the first night, one on the second night? Or, as the Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah, it's Yomarichti, it's one long day, and therefore it's one long day. How can you make a Shekhyanu on the second day when you made it on the first day, which covers the second day also? Are you with me? Therefore, Lemaisa, the Shulchan Paskin's very clearly in Simatofrish Vov. What we should do basically is to be able to, all the shitas over here, which we're not going into right now, is to put a pre, a fruit that requires a Shekhyanu. Most people have a mistake over here. They buy anything in the store 
soul that they've never seen before. And they said, oh, Shechionu fruit. It's a mistake. It's a bracha levatola. They're doing an Issa on Rosh Hashanah. How beautiful. Chas v'sholem. People just don't know the halachas. Shechionu requires it to be a seasonable fruit. Not a fruit that is appearing the entire year. That people have the whole year. And it grows the whole year. It doesn't make a difference when you last had it again. A lot of people mistake. You have to know halacha. And that is, you have to know if this is a fruit that requires a shechayonu. You put it on the table. And when you make a shechayonu in Kiddush, you have that in mind. The most of the Vilna Goyen says, anyway, if you don't have one, you can make it anywhere without that. But the minigoyenum is to try to get a fruit. That's for sure in that case. Eating before the tekiahs. Now, even for the tekiahs, in Hilcha Shoifa, it doesn't actually say in our that you can't eat before the tekiahs. Oh, but the Mishabur and Tofre study base brings down clearly that your person is also la'achol kodem at tekiahs. You cannot eat before tekiahs shoifa. Tekiahs shoifa is a mitzvah da'oraisa. It's a mitzvah in the Torah. And just like every mitzvah in the Torah, we don't eat before doing that mitzvah. However, we do find many, many achonim bring down halacha namaisa that a person should not be eating kodem tkiya shoifa. The matafrayim brings it very sharp. The chayodom, the halikach samsoifa in Yeridea. Many, many, I can quote you many, many poskim that hold the mamashe isagomu for a person to be eating kodem tkiya. I, the minigal oilam is taka, they do. They make kiddish, they make arantza kiddish that people eat. So there are two ikatayim, and it's important to know these atayim. Again, Rabbi Sai, we are being judged every moment on Rosh Hashanah. It's the worst thing, or at least for one specific moment, the famous Arizal, that if a person is crying, or finds himself to cry, brings himself to tears, in the middle of the davening, or in the middle of the day, in the middle of the suit of the Yeratsan, whatever it may be, and he wonders, like, what, what just happened? There's no reason I should be crying. It wasn't like one of the times of davening that I normally cry. At that moment, he's probably being judged. You want to be doing the right thing. So to be doing the wrong thing in Rosh Hashanah would be a very, very bad thing. That's why it's important to do the right thing in Rosh Hashanah, to know all the halachas, so when you come in Rosh Hashanah, you know what you're doing. So there are two ve'ikahatarim that we have to discuss. Number one, the Bukhari Yaakov brings this down, and that is Te'ima Ba'almer is muta. That means that the, the, what the Shulchanot, what the Mishaburu was talking about, eating, what the was eating. A chalois of eating means a real Kaviya Suda. Te'ima, to taste something, is about no problem. The Mishaburu brings this down, top ration on base, Sekirot and Zayn, that says, even though Te'ima is muta, oh, but the Mishaburu says, Mishaburu says, L'tzorich Godel. Right? The post can say, nowadays we're, de- we're dealing with a very long davening, we're dealing with a weak generation, people are not able to cope with this, therefore the meaning is taka to make Kiddush, oba a te'ima ba'alma. A te'ima ba'alma means you cannot be kaveya sudu. We'll speak about that in a moment. And the second hatter is, the reason why there's a problem with eating before the tekiahs is because a person may forget to do tekiahs shofar, because every mitzvah, like mincha, the same problem as well. Shachar, sem, and peitas, we've got the same problem as well. And therefore, we've always got that problem before mitzvah to eat. However, if you know that you're going to be reminded because you have a shoma, or you're having a minion where you know they're going to clap and say, Rabbi Zay, tekiahs shofar, so maybe you have a shoma. Once you have a shoma, we're uh, okay with that case. Which is why the minute became, in most places, that people make Kiddush and people eat, and it's okay to eat, no problem. But you have to be careful. People make a big mistake, and they eat a lot of cake. Eating a lot of cake, and by the way, it doesn't have to be that much. It could be even dalad beitzim of cake, which is not that many wagalach, and not that many pieces of chocolate cake. It's kuveya suda. You are over an alocha before tkir shofa. I feel bad for anyone that's over an alocha right before tkir shofa, because 
they didn't have a minute to open up the halachas and learn the halachas of Tekiah Shofa. It's important to have a small amount of mazonis. You can have as much potato kegel and, and other fruits and vegetables and you can drink coffee and all these other things. That's good. Potato chips, all these things are fine. But cake and rogalot and things like that, things are our sophic pass. And then you have more than what you're supposed to have. It's already got a shake of the Asuda, according to everyone. There's no heta to have before Tekiah Shofa, but the minute goes about that we make Kiddush and we eat before Tekiah Shofa, just making sure that we don't eat too much. Rabbi said tomorrow is our Shem. Brand new Hashem. Have a wonderful and beautiful day.